You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 228. And today we're going to answer the big question that I get asked all the time. Should you niche or not to attract more of your dream clients? You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your Amplify Your Success podcast host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier for expert-based business owners. And today we're talking about niching. It's a question I get asked about all the time. Melanie, should I niche? Should I not niche? Should I niche down? Is it too big, too small or too deep of a niche? Uh, What are the different ways I can niche? Look, having a niche is a really powerful way to make sure you're magnetizing your message. And magnetizing your message means you're more irresistible to your dream clients. The message you put out is either attracting or repelling clients all day long. It's either pulling in more opportunities or it's not. And one of the biggest reasons people are feeling invisible and they feel like a best kept secret is they are not putting out a consistent magnetic message that's really talking to the needs of your dream clients. And it's a big part of what we do in Get Magnetic Messaging. Magnetic Messaging is my four-week deep dive program that walks you through how to connect, whether you're on a podcast, whether you're on uh, a virtual stage or an in-person stage, or you're simply putting a freebie together or some kind of a talk or offering. It's the basics of how to pull together a compelling message that makes you irresistible to your dream clients. Now, if you know that you do not feel confident in your message and it's holding you back from booking on podcasts, getting on stages and putting your marketing out in a more consistent way, you definitely need to get a spot in the program. We limit it to 20 people max because you are going to get live Q&A with me as I guide you through each step so that you leave with a crystal clear messaging system to get you booked on Ideal Podcasts and make sure that all of your marketing elements are attracting your dream clients. Getmagneticmessaging.com is where you'll find out all the details and the dates for our May program. Now, let's get into today's episode. To niche or not to niche. That's always a popular discussion around Amplifying a Circle and Get Magnetic Messaging. And I want to tackle this question because I get asked all the time, Melanie, should I niche? Should I not niche? Or people who think they've niched and they haven't, not really enough. So let's talk about what a niche means to you in your business and what is it even? So the way I see niching is it's about really crafting a very specific target audience. And the audience is able to be defined by a presenting problem, a common challenge, or an industry and a specific need they have within that industry. 
Now, here's something that I think comes up all the time in this conversation about niching, and that is um, there's some fears about whether or not people should niche down more or not niche at all, or how deep of a niche should you have? Uh, am I overly niched, right? So there's a lot of things to consider. And the idea and the premise behind having a niche is that when you are specific, the people that you serve and the problem that you solve, you are able to develop more compelling marketing materials. So what happens if you're not niched is you're a generalist, which isn't a horrible thing, but what happens in your marketing is you're you don't you can't talk to a specific person. And that ends up being too generic, too vanilla, too uh, wide of a conversation, and your marketing just ends up not being very compelling. Now, let me back up and say, I am the queen of resisting a niche. Okay, so I, so when I started my business 21 years ago, one of my mentors sat me down and said, Melanie, like, who are you talking to? Like, who is this for? And I'm like, well, I can help anybody. And, and he said, you're not going to help anybody because nobody's going to pay attention. And I really resisted it. And there was a fear. Maybe you recognize this fear as well. I had this fear that if I niched, I was going to lose clients. So there was a real, I'm just going to own it. There was a scarcity thinking around that. And of course, I was in a lot of fear about having clients in the first place. So the idea of niching and maybe eliminating people from uh, being interested was a little like crazy to me. And yet the more I niched, the more I narrowed my focus, the more I honed in what I did, the more clear I was about the problems I solve and who it was for, the more clients I had. And here's why this works from my experience is when you can talk about specific kinds of people and the specific kinds of challenges they have, they hear themselves in what you're talking about. And they, that rapport and that connection goes up and they're more likely to buy from you because they feel that no like, and trust factor. They feel like you're talking to them. I, I call it the, um, you know, the elevator uh, concept, because I had this moment many years ago when I was really starting to get the power of the niche. And I was niching my focus at that time on getting out of overwhelm for uh, people who were building a business around their uh, service, right? Their service professionals. This woman had heard me do a preview call for an event I was speaking at. And when she was at the elevator door, when I was coming off, she was like, oh my God, you're Melanie Benson. Like, I can't wait to hear you. Like, you've been talking to me. And that's always stuck with me. The more I niched, the more specific I was about the problem I solved and who it was for, the more people resonated with it. And remember, if you have followed this work for a while, the ROCKS method for how to create compelling messaging R stands for relevance. It's relevant to them. So that's why I think having a niche is really important. Now, how deep should you niche? If you caught my interview with John Lee Dumas a couple weeks back on Amplifier Success podcast, then you know that he really went deep into a niche. Some people like to have kind of niche light. Maybe they're niched a little bit. And this is a really good point to tell you the difference between a vertical niche and a horizontal niche. There's more than one way to niche. 
And I think this might help if your fear is, okay, if I niche too much, I'm going to lose clients. And okay, wait, before I talk about the two kinds of, of uh, niching, let me just say that one of the things to consider is, and maybe this is a decision moment for you, is do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or do you want to be uh, one of the mini fish in a bigger pond? Okay, and there's not a bad answer there, but I think it's easier to stand out as an authority and have the influential position of people looking to you for answers if you are a bigger fish in a smaller pond. So the smaller pond would be a more specific niche. Now, um, there's more than one way to niche. And I think it's important to look at both of these types of, of concepts because it might give you some clues of how to niche in a way that feels better and, and it's more aligned. So you can have a vertical niche. The way I look at a vertical niche is it's a niche underneath a niche underneath a niche. So an example of that would be uh, your niche is entrepreneurs. And it's not just any entrepreneur like me. I uh, specialize in entrepreneurs who are building a business around their expertise. They're, they're content creators. They provide a service or they have a process that they teach others to do. And inside that niche, I went deeper and it's like I work with the people who are in a place where they have something that they're passionate about. They've got an offering and it's not performing the way they'd want. They're still not getting the traction they want. So they're not newbies. Uh, they have a little bit more experience and they really want to like up their game. Okay. So that would be a niche within a niche within a niche. Okay. So that's one way to look at it. Um, now the other kind of niche is more of like a horizontal niche. And this would be, uh, you have a solution that is niched, like it solves a very specific problem, but it could maybe work for multiple industries. Okay. And that might be, um, like, let's take an infusion soft, uh, which, or any of these types of CRMs, they solve a specific problem. They help people, uh, like they have a uh, uh, software that helps deliver emails mostly <laughs> that's a whole nother call. And, and they um, have a particular way they do that, but by being able to target different uh, buying behaviors and capture uh, buying history and things like that. So that's an example of a niche, but they can work with lots of different industries. Okay. So they were niching on a solution. Um, th there are probably better examples of this where, uh, you know, it could be anything from skincare to, um, you know, like food, health services, uh, people who do energy work, right? Like you can take any kind of thing that works for multiple people, but get really specific on the type of process it is. It solves a specific problem. So to be a horizontal niche, it solves a specific problem. Now you can actually double down on this and have a vertical and a horizontal niche, which basically means you can solve a specific problem for a specific niche. So I have a client in Amplify Lab or sorry, Amplify Mastermind that uh, she has a specific thing she does. So she works in the cannabis industry and she works for a specific or she, her programs were for a specific kind of person in the cannabis industry. So she was in a niche and a niche and then really like has a specific problem she solves, which is the content and visibility strategies they use. And there's lots of examples of that. Like we go back to Infusionsoft, you can have a specific problem you solve for a very specific industry. So maybe you are the Infusionsoft, but all you work with is accountants. 
Okay. So my friend, Michelle uh, Weinstein, who's the uh, pitch queen, and that's her, the name of her podcast, instead of being wide where she was working with any kind of entrepreneur, she decided to really own a niche and just focus on accountants. So she has what, one process and that's selling. So she teaches them how to sell and she has one uh, vertical niche and that's working with accountants. Okay, so that would be an example of double downing on the niche. And I share these with you just to give you some different ideas. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing, but you do need to have a way to stand out. And so here's a couple of signs that it might be time to relook at your niche. One sign is you're doing all of the right visibility strategies. So you're out there, you're guesting on podcasts, you're writing, you're maybe you put a book out, you're partnering up with other people, you're doing all the right things, but you're not getting the sales. And so that might be a sign that either who you're speaking to or the solution that you're focused on is not targeted enough and people aren't really getting the the value proposition, or they're not hearing themselves and what their needs are in your message. So that's a pretty common sign. Um, another sign is, is that you're attracting clients who you're not enjoying working with. And this was a real eye-opener eye for me. Like I, I, my work does work for a lot of different people and I know things really pop and, and things get really powerful when I've got a very specific type, type of person who already knows what they do, who already has some traction in the market, but they want to really up their game. They want to like take it to the next level. And so when I'm in that zone with somebody, stuff works really fast. Like one of my clients was just telling me that she put one of the messaging strategies in place from Get Magnetic Messaging. And she closed three clients uh, during her presentation because she just used one of the techniques. <laughs> and to me, that's a sign that, that that's a great fit for me as a client. And so I've gotten really clear over the years who that more niched person is. They're action takers, right? They're people who are willing to put things into action quickly. So what is yours? Like, you know, if you look at like how well the clients uh, you're enrolling them, you're able to get them to get results, that might mean it's time to niche down a little bit more if you're not getting the results you want. I think a third sign that you wanna niche uh, a little bit more or maybe start this niching process is uh, people don't really get what you do. And so oftentimes if you're having conversations and you're communicating what you do and you're not necessarily getting people going, oh my God, I need that. You're either talking to the wrong niche of people or you haven't learned how to niche your language to talk to the people you most want to serve. And that's a huge thing that comes up for a lot of people in Get Magnite Messaging because they're so passionate about what they do, but they just don't know how to language it right. And I know that's super common. I struggled with that for a long time as well. So last piece that I want to circle back on is a little bit of mindset. And because I resisted niching for so long, and I know a lot of people that I work with, they had to come to terms with it, with this niche idea, is I think sometimes we have to get past the fears that if you niche, you're going to lose clients. And I'm not saying that you won't have people choose to not work with you because they don't see themselves in the language, right? They don't see themselves in the positioning. 
but the quality of the clients you get and the quantity of the people who start to get you're the authority, you're the go-to person goes up because when you kind of pick your zone and you decide to like conquer that niche and be the best person, uh, be the best uh, solution in that niche, people start to recognize you're the person to go to. And it's a little bit like a, a you know, pushing a snowball downhill at the beginning, it's small and then it gets momentum as it goes and it gets bigger and bigger and it carries more power. So you got to start rolling the ball at some point down the hill to start getting the momentum to let it kick off. It does take some commitment and you got to stick with it and persevere. And if you do that and you really own your niche and you decide to be the go-to person in that niche and create the right messaging, create the right offerings, create a unique profit amplifier to stand out in that market, it will pay off. And there's something to be said about being willing to repel people who don't get it and attract people who do. Don't be afraid to repel the people who are not a great fit. I promise you, if you're willing to stand in your confidence and work that process and really own the niche and then create the right message for that niche, that's really the secret, it will pay off. Okay, so there's a lot of noise out there about what it takes to attract great clients. What I would love to hear from you is, have you picked a niche? Will you pick a niche after today? Are you able to start getting some traction for yourself by narrowing down what problem you solve and who it's for. Okay. So if you already know your niche, I'd love to hear it in the comments below. Tell me where you're at with it and tell me where do you get stuck on it? Like, let's talk about what's working and what's not working. All right. I'll be back soon with another tip. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're gonna keep this conversation going and I wanna hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media.